Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm John Taylor. You're listening to the Attacking Scrum podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Welcome to part two of the Attacking Scrum podcast. This is our preview issue. Where? All right, they're done. Carling Black Label. Oh, bloody hell, Jesus. It's an oldie. It is an oldie. I was going to say that would have been an amazing sponsorship deal if we were in 1988 yeah. singing Carlin Black Label. Look at the can. It hasn't changed, has it? I just I fancied a mild, a mild beer. Yeah, they they don't call it Carlin Black Label anymore, do they? Well, I don't know, it's Carling. Yeah, I do. Yeah, oh, Black it's Label. Black Label. Did, they do, did they do something with Will Carling back in the day? I don't know. If they didn't, they should have. Though. If they did, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it's a nice, it's a nice tipple. Oh, bloody brilliant. This is great. This is free publicity for them. Mm. Of all the beers I, you know, I want to get on site, and, you know, you're... Uh... Well, Carling probably need it. Do you think? Be careful here, because I've got, I've got a working relationship with Carling. OK. I won't say I'm supporting them. Yeah, all right, good. Yeah, fair enough, actually, to be fair. Um, that's all right. So, yeah, you're enjoying that, which is good. We're um, not just here to review beers that we're able to buy from the off-licence two doors down from the office. Extortionate prices as well. <laughs> it's not like, good, is it? No. I popped it on the card, 50p, you know, 50p charges. Nothing <laughs> is it, but it still winds you up. I'm sure, I'm sure legally 50, I'm not allowed to do that 50p. anymore. 50p? Um, outrageous. Anyway. It is really. Um, well, it's been up to you, Dan. Are we going to get into Broadchurch again this week? I don't want to get into Broadchurch Gate. Like, no, I'm not going near it. After the, after the, after Are you the giving stick. up on it, have you? No, no, I did, watched it, yeah, I watched it... Uh, Watch it last night. I did actually fall asleep though with twenty minutes to go, uh, okay. so I had to I had to wake up and watch it back. But it wasn't anything to do with it being mind numbing. It was uh, it was all right. What have you been? Uh, you been watching anything? Yeah, you will love this one, right? So it's BBC actually, BBC. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so okay. I know you're um you're a big advocate of the BBC iPlayer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the OJ Simpson documentary on there. I haven't, no, but I've, I've been <laughs> Have told. you heard about it? Yeah. It's yeah. eight hours long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I think you'd really struggle with. Yeah, I would, yeah. But it is... Bre- I've only watched part one so far, but it's I'm asleep brilliant. after 30 or 40 minutes, usually. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, no, I've heard good stuff about it though. Is it good? I've only watched part one, which is kind of about OJ as a as a footballer, you know, as American mm. footballer. And it's astonishing because I never, you know, I've, I know the story quite well, you know, the, the murder case and how fascinating it was. But I never realised what a big star he was. Yeah, enormous. Man. I always assumed, you know, it, it was kind of, you know, like the way that British tabloids slap it across the front pages, you know, are. Premier League soccer ace in three in a bed romp, and it ends up, you know, being someone who's played twenty five games for Blackburn Rovers, and you know, nothing particularly special. It'd be like kind of going, oh, you know, Welsh superstar in, well, you know, Welsh international in shock scandal, and it turns out to be yeah, Mark Perigo or something. He was a star, mate. He was a star. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, yeah, a little bit harsh on Mark Perigo, probably. Yeah. But you know, I just didn't realise quite what the what the player he was. So it's actually fascinating. You know, the guy's profile was as was as high as um, you know the Muhammad Ali's of this world. Yeah, like you know, like in, in I'm the loving U- you trying to think in of the these US. people. Now. <laughs> I know Muhammad Ali is. Yeah, um, yeah. So in the US, you know, this amazing profile. Yeah. So yeah, take yeah, my no, word for it. It's well worth a look if you've got a spare eight hours. I, I, I could have watched the best part of it while I was waiting for you to turn Where did up you tonight. Find it out? Yeah. <laughs> Is that when you started it? Yeah. Yeah. No, my mate, uh, my mate Rob um, works at the BBC, and he he's been he's been banging on about it a lot. Although I think that yeah, I mean it's it's not yeah, hard. I should have a conversation with him. He sounds like a good man. Yeah. Um, no, he's, he's yeah. No, I'll g- I will give it a go, but it's going to take that. me a long time to get through it. That's it. Yeah, watching ten minute instalments in between yeah. that and CBBS. That is your usual, your usual diet. Yeah, CBBS. I'm just humming the old, humming, humming the, the little little kiddies. Limmy's such a big fan of Bing, Bing over and over again. You've got no idea what I'm talking about, have you? No, no, Probably no one else has, actually. No. Yeah, anyway. Should we crack on? Yeah, come on in. Right, talking of uh, toddlers making decisions, uh, Rob Haley made his team announcement today, and we have had absolutely zero changes. So that's the only place for us to start. Part two of the Attack and Scrub podcast is all about looking at ahead to the Island game, which is... You know, only um, only two days away now as we record this. You're surprisingly a beat, actually, and quite chipper. Mm. Is that the the red stripe? Must be. That's the only thing I can. It's lightened you, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I think it has really. Yeah. Um, yeah, I. I thought you'd be right down in the doldrums. I, but I'm also I'm not surprised. Are you, are you genuinely surprised by this no, side? I'm not surprised at all. No, I'm not surprised at all. We called it along with probably everybody else. But it was just wishful thinking, wasn't it, that we'd see one or two tweaks. And that's all That's all really that we were calling for, was one or two tweaks. It's true, but at the same time, I and also... positional change as well. Yeah, but I yeah. also think that I've just given up on... You know, a, a change to the starting lineup is not going to affect things because I think there's such much bigger structural problems with Howley as coach. Yeah, you know, also, I think, I think you could go, oh, actually, oh, it turns out that, you know, we've got... A reincarnated version of John Alomu who can come and play on the wing, who was born in Landrenod Wells, and he's gonna he's gonna play for Wales now. And I don't think it'd make a difference. Yeah, he's in the form of his life. <laughs> oh, he wouldn't get picked then, though. No, would he? no, no. You have but, to not be in the form of your life. Yeah, exactly. To get a to get a chance, and then you'll be given a chance and another chance, and then probably another chance. Exactly. The, the only change I thought... It's harder to get dropped at the moment. It is, though. The only change I thought that might happen is I thought, oh, maybe they'll bring Cuthbert on the bench. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's the only thing I could look yeah. at. So I'm not in the slightest bit surprised. I'm almost just kind of a bit of a... a little bit of a wry smile. I'm so surprised at you. Yeah, I don't, oh, I don't know. I just can't... I spent a lot of energy getting really worked Either up that, on last week. Well, last week, I mean, you were... Uh, 
Yeah, I, I brought my mouth guard with me <laughs> for, 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 for this week because you were so fired up. Did you have to but, go home and get it? Is that why you say bloody late? <laughs> uh, right, someone else who thought I was in a bit of a bad mood last week, which I was, uh, is our good pal Mighty Murph, who I caught up with earlier. So we have a little chat through his reaction to to the team selection. And we also get um, the views that we really want of him, which is generally related to gambling. So he's got his little tip for the weekend. So, um, yeah, let's have two of my favourite things, rugby and gambling. So, you know, what more can you say? So I caught up with Murph earlier and got his thoughts on, uh, on both those things. Come on without, come on within. You ain't got nothing on the mighty... Murph. Yeah, Murphy, how are we doing? <laughs> Very well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Um, right. Are we, che- are we cheerier than last week? Um, fractionally, but I'll, I'll be honest <laughs> with you, that's because I've, I've had a couple of beers to take the edge off. Um, have you? Yeah, that's it. I think, I think it was needed. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Is that, is that the shock from the selection again today? <laughs> it's not even shock, I don't think. I think it's no. just uh, it's, yeah. it's just kind of um, it's almost mechanism. what I expected coping mechanism, which yeah I, I think is uh, it's probably not what many uh, medical professionals would <laughs> would uh, would kind of prescribe as a good coping mechanism. But nonetheless, here we are. Right, selection's the uh, the big issue of the day, Murph, and we'd love to get yeah. your thoughts on it. What do you what do you make of this? Well. Uh, I mean, anyone could have anyone could have guessed this, this was this was what was going to happen. But I think the coaches. I mean, obviously we've talked about the coaches mm. before, but the coaches have backed themselves into a corner now because they're under pressure because the teams are playing well and everyone thinks they should freshen up the selection. But now they're in a situation where they got to win these last two games, otherwise they're going to be ranked outside the top eight in the world, and they need their tried and trusted to try and get them over the line. Do you know what I mean? So they. Yeah, I do. They've stranded themselves, really, by not trying people out sooner. They have. I, I do wonder, though, that even backing themselves into a corner, whether there was one or two very simple changes that I think would, would even strengthen the side. You know, you look at it and think, well, um, potentially starting charts, you're not mm. really going to lose anything by doing that, are you? No. I mean, he, he played, did he, on the weekend? I, I, it wasn't televised, the Bath game, was it? No, I don't my... it was. Well, yeah. no, I, I certainly didn't. Again, I, I struggle to keep up with the uh, with the English. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, no, but then he, he hasn't had that much game time. So, I mean, my, I'd be more, especially after the way Sam Davis played against Edinburgh. I mean, uh, he, he was still a little bit error-strewn with his kick, and he went mm. missed touch from a penalty, and then he went straight into touch on another occasion. But he still created that try, which was the difference between the two teams as it turned out because the weather's so bad. I think if that was, uh, if they were playing that game, I'm talking about Ospreys and Edinburgh now, if, yeah. if they were playing that game in better conditions, Ospreys would have won that comfortably. So the, the conditions are a big leveller. But um, all I hope from seeing that game and the way he played, I know Edinburgh are top opposition, but they're not going. They're obviously not going to start anyone for any new boys from, from the off the game, from the start of the game. I just hope they. Give him more time, you know, sort of on after 50 rather than 65. Yeah. So that he gives more chance to influence the game or much, and maybe the rest of the team will get used to playing with him more. But um, it all just depends on the game goes on Friday, I guess. So. Well, that was the thing against Scotland, is it almost looked as though they hadn't even trained with him at 10. You know, the, the, the depth that the, yeah, the outside sure. backs had compared to where how flat Sam Davis was playing, it looked as though they hadn't even given it a crack, you know? Yeah, 
Uh, and, yeah, and the thing is, is this, it seems like to me, there's a, seems inevitable that Sam Davis is going to get a chance eventually because he's just playing so well. I, I, the tr- it, it's really tricky because he, I, my thing is I like to see when players get, people start talking about players getting put into the Welsh starting side. Mm. I like to see them play well against the top pro 12, pro 12 teams. I think this is so it, like, isn't it? Yeah. And, and that's where he, the trouble is, is he's always behind Dan Bigger at club level as well. So the same goes for, um, oh, here I go. <laughs> I go with my Alzheimer's thing again. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Giles, Keelan Giles on the yeah. wing, like he, he, he impresses, but whenever yeah. he scores, he's one to try. Yeah, they're against French pub teams. Yeah, or yeah, or exactly pub teams, or someone seconds. Uh, the time when he did get exposed to Munster in a game, the Ospreys got walloped, and he was, you know, ineffectual really. But then, I mean, if, if you're on the wing and your side's mm. getting done, you're going to be ineffectual. So I'd like to see all these boys that are coming through getting more top-level Pro 12 games, and then I'd be more confident in saying they should be picked in the, in the, in the starting lineup. you know. This is true, but, you know, essentially someone like Steph Evans has played yeah, has played against exactly. the, top, the top sides and has looked really, really impressive this year. Yeah, he, I, you I, know, he last, played, he last played in, he's had 80 minutes since, since January. You know, that's it. He's, he's probably, his development isn't going to be helped by being in the Welsh squad, really. Certainly not in terms yeah, of game time. Yeah. yeah. It's... it's Strange one there because any other club would be desperate for him to come back from uh, um, Wales duty mm. in between, but they've got really good cover in that position at, uh, at the Scarlet. So um, yeah, yeah, but it's not, not. You're right; it's not happened him at all. No, absolutely. I, I was going to ask you for a prediction, Murph, but as we all uh, as we all know, you um, you love a little flutter. So <laughs> when it comes to when it comes to predictions, we'd like to get a, a bit of a, a view on the on the betting market. What uh, mm-hmm. what are you saying that punters should have a little look out for this weekend? Well, it, it's caught my eye earlier in the week and again today. Is um, Scotland a plus eleven at Twickenham on Saturday? Mm, that's interesting. And when, yeah, I mean. Uh, they are underdogs. Clearly, anyone going to Twickenham now is underdogs. But uh, England haven't been fluent this tournament. Not like they were last year. They won. They won the Grand Slam of the Canter. Let's be honest. This year, they they've, they were struggled. They struggled past France. They could have. They you know in, a, in an alternate universe, they lost that game against Wales <laughs> uh, if Jonathan Davis had put it in touch. Yeah. And um, obviously, we know what happened against Italy. They weren't convincing at all. Um, so they're not playing that well, and then you've got a Scotland team full of confidence who are playing that well. So it's not impossible to imagine that it could be a three-point game, and a plus eleven to me looks like lots of value. Yeah, I, I completely see that. Actually, I mean, it's the odds are stacked against them because Scotland have not won at Twickenham in my lifetime. I think <laughs> I, I think I'm right in saying I think 1983 was the last time that they mm. they won at Twickenham. But you're yeah. quite right. You know, like, this is a side full of confidence. That win against Wales will have done them the power of good, and. Yeah. You know, if you're saying that England haven't really hit their straps, I think England will win, but I can see England by six. So, yeah, plus 11, mm. I, I like the look of. The only, the only doubt in my mind about the, that is that I think the Vuna Polar boys might both be playing. Mm. Uh, Billy's available again, so whether they chuck him straight back in or not. Uh, the trouble is, if, if they're both there, then they're, they're that much further over the game line than they normally are, yeah. or they have been up till now, and that means the backs have got so much time and they're, they're running onto the ball, and then they start to look really good again. So it does, but it, it begs the question: who they, who they put in the back row with Billy? Because 
the only players they've got fit are the big bruisers. You know, they either pick mm. Haskell and Nathan Hughes or they pick uh, Itoji. Yeah. You look at that and go, actually, well, Scotland have got some pretty, you know, some, some very um, tricky customers that they can pick in the back row that could, could cause trouble with speed and turnovers. So, That's I don't right. know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I mean, uh, the other option they've been with this time was Jack Clifford, who was... He was very fairly, bad against Wales, didn't he, really? He was, yeah, he was very poor. Yeah, I mean, he's only 22, so he's got time on his side, but um, he didn't really stand out much in that match. So, um, yeah, you're right there, but I think... If, I, I, depending on how fit he is, I think if I was Eddie, I'd get Billy back on this pitch as soon as possible, regardless. Yeah. No, I understand that. And what about what about the Wales game? Uh, will you be having a punt on that? No, Wales are, Wales are plus three, I think. Which is madness. I take yeah. I take Ireland minus three all day long. If if I was inclined to bet against Wales, which I'm not, because I can't. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. I never, I no, very I rarely bet on Wales games. Yeah, because I'm just naturally biased. Yeah, in course. my thinking, so <laughs> you can't you can't think clearly about it. Well, I'm, um, I'm naturally pessimistic about it, but I don't like the thought of making money off Wales playing badly. So. Um, yeah, yeah obviously. I like that. I like that. Well, you um, know what I mean. It's like it's a, it's a nice to have. You know, if I think Wales all will surprise and will do well, then I'll back them. But if I don't fancy them, I don't like the thought of of making money. But well, you could argue that's win-win, though. It's not, though, is it? I don't Be- think because, because if, it, if, if you lose your money, love, <laughs> the primary love should be the game, not um, not money. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just going in. I'm just going over Ladbrokes now. The back time. <laughs> <laughs> Love yeah. it, Murph. Uh, anyone, uh, anyone at Cheltenham, we should have a look out for next week. Any, uh, any bit of value spotted there, or uh, have I put? No, no. I, no I, I'll have to ask. I'll have to ask Old Man Murphy. Uh, he's really? been studying since since the turn of the year. <laughs> well, I tell yeah. you what. Yeah, definitely. Let, let me know on that front. But okay. purely for our listeners, maybe we should all back uh, all back two Tafs uh, in the Close Brothers, uh, the Close Brothers novices handicap chase which is the 5.30 on day one of Cheltenham. Because if the horse is called two tafts, you know, we can't go wrong on that front, can we? Two tafts, did you say? Oh, OK. Two tafts, yeah. Yeah, OK. Good there knowledge. We go. <laughs> there we go. We'll give that a crack. All right, Murph, great to chat to you, and we'll, um, we'll catch up with you next week. Next week, I'll be on the train coming back from Cheltenham. Oh, bloody hell, that should be fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, uh, I might be driving uh, anyway. All right. Fingers crossed for the latter. It will make much more sense. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, we'll have to do a quick sponsorship deal with Guinness. <laughs> cheers. All right. Cheers, man. Thanks, mate. Bye. Bye. That's the thoughts of the mighty Murph there, and plenty more of them to come next week. Right, Dan, I want to want to get your take on this now. I mean, what uh, what have you made of this team selection? Yeah, just going on from your point, I think you made it on air about uh, about Steph Evans. I wanted mm. to say that. Do you think that um, the fact that we haven't, you know, so we had seven uncapped players, didn't we, in this um, in, in the squad before we got going? We were all pretty excited about it. The fact that none of them have featured and uh, not many of them have had a great deal of game time. They've basically been uh, pad holding. Yeah. Do you actually think that it could have a real negative, you know, detrimental effect on them? Now that they're going to be going back to their back to their clubs at the end of this, prop, having lost their places, mm. that they have to then fight for their places, what, pop, you know, their heads are probably going to go, you know, probably going to dip at some point if they haven't dipped already because they haven't even had a chance. Yeah, I think it'll be a, I think it'll be hugely detrimental actually, and kind of a, like I say, I think we mentioned it with with Murph, but you know, a player like Steph Evans in the form of his life, then plays 
You know, in the last two months he's played one game against a bloody zebra. I mean, all he's got out of it is uh, is a nice bit of stash, isn't it? And a rest. Yeah, I don't even like the stash these days. Well, no, probably not as he, but uh, yeah, I just can't... This It's going to be real negative, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think there is an element... You know, this week Sean Edwards saying he kind of came out in traditional bullish fashion at the press conference, saying that, you know, a lot of the uncapped players have learnt this week what the big step up to international rugby is. I'm not sure I'm buying that, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's no... there's well, no being around the camp? I, I, you know, you'll definitely learn from it, 100%. But I'm also... I've gone off on a tangent here, but I also don't think that they're looking at those players thinking, oh, it's too big a step to put them in. I don't think that that's the reason. If that is the case, then, you know, I think they'd have found that out in the autumn. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you know, you've had, you've had the whole autumn to train with the players. Someone like Steph Evans, who's been in such good form... And they've looked at... No one is telling me that you look at Alex Cuthbert and go, OK, right, the guy who hasn't had a, a good game in three years, it's better off putting him in there because he can handle the pressure of international rugby. I feel really... You know, we said it before, I really feel really sorry for the bloke. Yeah. Because he shouldn't be out there. Yeah. Well, and, and likewise, I feel sorry for a lot of these a lot of these boys that haven't had a chance. If we... Because if we'd, put, if we'd given them back to the clubs, mm. the, the, the coaching setup must have known, must have known, they did know what they were going to do. Um, at the beginning, you know, ten days ago, seven mm. days ago, really, what was going to happen? Let let them go back to the clubs and have a game. Yeah, absolutely. So they, so, so they can actually play the play what they want to be doing, which is rugby. So yeah, I mean, yeah, not, it's madness, not, isn't it? Well, yeah, it, it, it is really, and um, I think we've done a you know they've done a disservice there to them. The um, the bench is something I really wanted to get your your opinion on because. A lot of the chat has been about how he needs to win this game, so he's going to go with the Trident tried and trusted players that he that he kind of wants to go for but no changes on the bench whatsoever I mean what what happens if if Wales are you know two scores down with 60 minutes to go what does Howley what does Howley do what's his role of the dice here bring Jamie Roberts on yeah it's Jamie Roberts and uh, and, and uh, Sam Davis isn't it I wonder whether he's uh, whether he keeps Roberts in there because of his defensive you know his defensive qualities whether he's whether he's worried about Sam, I don't know, but it, it I do find it a little bit odd having Sam having uh, Roberts on the on the bench. Um, I think unless he starts, he doesn't come into the bench for me. But you know, I feel uh, I feel exactly the same actually. No, I, I just um, find the whole census thing a bit baffling. For one, that squad, as much as we were kind of upbeat because there was a load of new faces in there. The one, the one kind of eyebrow that was raised was there's only three centres in there, two of which John Davies and and um, Jamie Roberts, who have been our go-to players, have been bang out of form. Mm. So I, I find it really, really weird that that he's put Roberts on the bench. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm worried about our worried about our substitute our subs. Because uh, even if, backs, you, if you put Steph Evans, even if you put Steph Evans on the bench, you've then got the option to pick him at. You know, you can you can pick him either on the wing or move someone around to accommodate him. Before. You know, you can accommodate him. He will cover enough positions. I suppose the only thing is, if you get an injury in the centre, what do you do then? At the same time, I, th- I think you well, just north, figure that out. North, north, north can north, go centre. Yeah. North can move in, can't he? But the problem is because we haven't given any of them enough game time. 
Schmidt would have, you know, he, he, he'd target anybody that mm. comes on, wouldn't he? And he's, he's that good a coach. That well, did, did you see the kind of self-deprecating thing this yeah. week, saying, oh, I'm not going to target not George North. Yeah. Why would you target him? Because yeah. he's a he's Which a means boss. he's going to be targeted. Of course to he is. But he, they, he, because he's so tactical, isn't he? If we'd had Steph Evans in there, they probably would have been, they would have been coming at him from all mm. angles. Defensively, obviously, we know he's got question marks. So this was always going to happen because we haven't given any of the players a chance. Um, but coming back to the replacements, Gareth Davis is scrum half as well. Is is, Bang, is not a slight even, concern. So we've got Gareth Davis not, not in first choice. At the Roberts, Scarlet. Roberts, mm. arguably not in form. Sam Davis, you know, in in form. And you um, get you get six minutes. Yeah, you know, make it seven. But it's and the for, the you know the forwards forwards are fine, aren't they? But it's the backs, and because we've lacked creativity, it's the backs where we needed. Some real energy and, pos- and, and positive um, players on the on the bench. It is. We also wanted to get um, a few thoughts from from our listeners as well. So I picked out a few kind of a few thoughts that people have got in touch with us on Twitter about the changes that uh, that they wanted to see. So there's a few. Nathan Davis is a, a regular contributor to this. So Nathan Davis says he wants to see Beck at twelve for creativity and strength. Davies at 10 for uh, Sam Davis, that is, at 10, and Steph Evans for North. So three changes all in the backs. There's been a lot of uh, clamber for, for Ashley Beck. We're both big fans. Huge fans, yeah. It'd be ballsy to chuck him in now, though, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, it would, it would have been, and it's not something It's not something we do, would it? But how exciting um, would it be to, to, A, to see some change and, and, and B, to see a, see a player like him working alongside Sam Davis, which we know is a tried and tested um, mm. partnership, which is, a, which is a big thing, isn't it? For, it for is. Sam and Ashley, because they know they, they read each other so well. Um, and we've seen that when Sam has come on, our back line has been literally, you know, waiting for <laughs> the bigger mode, it's been said, yeah. hasn't they? I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And um, we were, we've been completely all at sea. Yeah, absolutely. A couple of other. Um... A couple of other changes. So, uh, so Gareth Vaughan Jones, obviously a good, good pal of the show. He was uh, on the very on our very first pod, in fact. So, Gareth's been in touch. Says the changes he would have made: Liam at fifteen, half penny move to the wing, Charter starting, and Sam Davis starting. Mm. Which are all things I would have all things I would have looked at actually. I think I'd be inclined to agree with that. There, I would have made every single one of those changes, with the exception possibly of Sam Davis, who, as you know. I like to bang the drum about Sam Davis, but I also think he should be 15 caps deep by now. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it should be you know that's 15 the, minutes deep. That's the, that's why it's so annoying, isn't it? I think Charteris was was tipped to was tipped to start, wasn't he? But because of his um, his concussion, hmm. um, which he's he's come through, but he's he's got a, a program that he's got to go through now. I think just before he just before he came to the game, um, that's probably why he's uh, he's on the bench. And then the last uh, last one I wanted to bring up, which is. Which is slightly different. He's done our um, our pals down at Brinkhoff Youth. Gone with, I presume, with Webber at nine. Doesn't mention it, but then Sam Davis ten. Um, Steph Evans on the left wing. Centres Owen Williams and and Scott Williams. Well, big change then. Yeah, Lee Halfpenny on the one wing and and Liam Williams at fullback. Do you like to see that back line? I would like to see that back line. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go with it against Ireland no, at I this wouldn't. stage. Yeah. But I. I'd love to see that back line, as probably everyone would, but it's when 
we missed the boat, didn't we? It's so boring saying that, but we, we bloody missed it. Mm. It sailed. And um, how exciting would it have been for us to try these different combinations in the autumn and seeing which one, which, you know, which ones worked, which ones didn't? And we know some of them won't. But uh, we, we're, in a, we're forced, we, we put ourselves into a corner here and we, we can't do anything about it, so we've got to go with the, the, same old, the same old players. I think the thing you and I have said quite a lot is that, well, certainly I've kind of mentioned the horses for courses thing, and you've said, you know, you pick... You pick your team according to, you know, the, the team you're playing and the conditions and all those kind of things. A really physical game is not the game to chuck Sam Davis in. No, so this you know, is he's not. You know, yeah. this this is the one where I look at it actually and go, okay, yeah, this has got bigger at ten written all over Absolutely. it. Same as the England yeah. game, yeah, because Scotland would have been a fra- a fast free flowing game, yeah. which we had loads of ball in the first yeah. half. Webby was tearing them apart. Sam Davis would have done a. A great job in that game, and Italy as well. And the Italy, weather, the weather yeah. conditions, but he played. He, he, he coped, he's playing. He's playing. Well, look what he did he's in, in Swansea. Yeah. yeah, and also look what he did uh, against Edinburgh on Friday night. Yeah, you know, in a game where it's absolutely tipping it. Yeah, though. he did make a few, he did make a few errors, didn't he? But he yeah, he did. He also played. His kicking game was exceptional. But what, what was the highlight of that game? Oh yeah, that little the dummy Brilliant. in the inside pass. Yeah, but I loved know. his I loved his kicking as well. Mm. Those those kicks. His his, his left boot is, is exceptional. Um, but yeah, it's it's a game you you wouldn't make too many changes because it's Ireland, would you? And it's going to be abs- it's absolutely brutal. Um, but Steph Evans, Steph Evans coming in um, because they've been exposed in the wide channels, mm. and that's where we can actually have them. And what if we? That's 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 where we're very weak as well. So we needed a tweak there to actually have a pop at them because what if they got um, you know Zebo? He's he blows hot and cold. He's mm. great, but he's also got a. He, he usually does a couple of couple of things which are which are poor. I really like Zebo actually, but yeah. Yeah, but yeah. he does make mistakes. Um Kearney's not firing. I'd sooner have Carney than um than Halfpenny at the moment. I'd have Rob Carney over Halfpenny, personally. Yeah, yeah, potentially. Um and then Earls uh, yeah, Earls are not sold know, on it international so, level. We could we could target we could have targeted the wings mm. and we probably we still need to I think I don't know whether we're going into this now but no let's go for it yeah. I mean we've kind of all covered right. the selections I think now yeah. it's all about the the preview and, and where we think yeah. the game's going to be won and lost okay it's going to be a, it's going to be a massive effort we need to go as physical as we did against England don't we we've got to contain their back row because mm. um, they're great ball carriers but how good are they getting over the ball. Um, that's that is the one positive for me is I really like the balance of this back row. I do. I do. I I think that's the only thing I can say that's been a real positive. This this Six Nations has been the way the back row's gone. Oh, but we need the back row to perform for the full the full eighty, don't we? And the and the ref to give us a hand as well. Well, yeah. I think the bigger the bigger thing was against Scotland. We dominated the back row in the first half. Then Lacey was. Kind of awful. Yeah, it was kind of circus, crusty the clan style refereeing in the second half. But you've got to react to what is around you, and I don't. I think that's the thing that we didn't do. I don't think that we were able to do that, and we don't. We often don't. Yeah, and it's Barnes this weekend as well, isn't it? Yeah. I, know, I know Wayne. I know most people love Wayne Barnes as a referee, or a lot of people are you know very quick to sing his praises. I'm not a massive fan, to be honest. I think he's, I find him quite inconsistent. Mm. Um, again, Gaz, who's a referee, would probably have something different to say about it because he knows how tough the job is. But he's not a referee I've ever particularly thought, oh, great, 
Wales have got Wayne Barnes refereeing us. So I think I think that could be an interesting area. But you know, but the back row is the one bit I think we've got a real good. I, you know, I wouldn't change much of our back row for theirs. No, I, I think they've got a lot yeah. of power players in there. Yeah, and that's where power is great, but you need someone over the ball and you need a bit of speed yeah. in there. And we've got to start if they're if they're going back, you can nullify them because their boys. You know, he slip. He, he he wants to go forward always. CJ Stander, he's you know he mm. makes he makes good yards, but on the back foot, how good actually is he? Um, and so. We've got to make sure that we've got to make sure that we're not giving them front football, mm. and um, it's the same for it's the same for for Murray and Sexton, isn't it? They're they're almost unstoppable when they're going forward. This is something Murph mentioned last week. Was the way that the Ireland the France game was refereed? Mm. Nigel Owens kind of doing his his usual thing of, of wanting the game to flow. Had it been the other way round, and they'd have had you know a lacy style referee that was pinging everyone at the break down in the second half. Ireland wouldn't have had as much front football and sex and wouldn't have had that yeah. platform to build off. Yeah. So we've got to make sure that we make that happen one way or the other, whether it's through dominating the back row, outplaying the ref, or just getting so much in the half-back's faces. Yeah. And this is the one thing with Murray, that you can get in his face. Yeah, and, and you can with Sexton as well. Mm. They're both quite hot-headed, aren't they? Um, I know Bigger is as well, and Webb's, you know, Webb can be, a, can be a bit niggly, but he tends to control it. But we can have a we can have a pop at those two. Mm. Someone else as well that we've mentioned their outside backs and that's where they've been weak because our outside backs haven't been firing. I think we need to get if we can we need to get Tipperick in those outside channels. Moriarty as well. Well, J- Jamie Heaslip spends seventy five minutes every game still on the wing, so I don't know why you wouldn't <laughs> even look at the same thing with Tipperick. Although actually, I'd probably look at Tipperick first receiver because I still think he's our most creative player. Yeah, well, sadly, you might be right, but if we can get those boys out. And, and having a run there, mm. um, they are weak, they are weaker in that in that channel. Going down the middle, they're gonna they're gonna they'll take us all day long, won't they? They eat they eat it up. Um, well, us crushing it down the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Likewise, though, I I think if they're gonna try and crash it up the middle because they've got big ball carriers in the back row, that almost plays into Wales' hands. And you know, as you saw two years ago, where they just put in this kind of Herculean defensive effort. Mm. I almost think Wales play better to a side that is just trying to smash them off mm. the park, as England tried to do. But we're, get, we're going to have to really move the ball around, aren't we? Because if we move, if we move that team around, they do have they do have gaps, and um, it's going to be fascinating because we're saying, in one hand, we're saying we've got to get over the ball, mm. and then we're saying we want to see we want to see our boys, you know, the back row sort of having a run and being out wide as well. So. Yeah, but you know, getting over the ball doesn't automatically mean a penalty. Getting over the ball can mean a turnover. Yeah, and you know, Sammy Warbs turns the ball over. Tipperick picks up the loose ball, has a little crack at it. God, I'm almost getting myself a bit excited about it. I'm well, no, we need it. to. We need to be as well. We need to get behind them as well, don't we? Because well, a lot we'll, of people we'll, are. we'll always get behind yeah. them. We'll always yeah. get behind. Them. We always want Wales to win. That's the most important. But thing. there isn't. There isn't that. There isn't that hype that uh, that there has been. It's because obviously you get that from winning. But there. You know, there it is a bit flat out there, isn't it? Mm. You know, it definitely, definitely feels that way. Um, but yeah, another point I think we need to we need to embrace is that we need to look at where we commit our players as well, mm. and 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 you know we don't overcommit um, because they do tend to work overlaps that way from just sucking people in. Um, but yeah, what a contest! Do you think an Italian style? Um, apparently, it's called the Fox. Is something I've learnt this week. The Fox. The Fox is this Italian style. Um, is it? Not committing a matter. Oh God, no! No idea. Oh, right. 
Gee, is that the uh, is that the way forward? Not <laughs> no. giving anyone at the breakdown. No, no, no. I actually think it's our best. I think it's our best option is trying to win the, the battle at the breakdown. But <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect you to say that. Well, no, I, I, I do. Right, where are they better than us? What have we got to be uh, a little bit worried about? Well, nine and ten combo is good from going forward, isn't it? Um, I'm, le- I'm less worried about that. I'm more worried front about row, front five. Yeah, front row is uh, front row is scaring me. Mm. Because uh, we need we need our boys to be having the game of their life, don't we? And we know they've probably got it in them, mm. but it's whether or not whether or not they turn up. You know, looking at it man for man, we, you know, we're not. I, no. uh, I think man for man, they have got well, certainly their one props. to fifteen. Oh right, sorry. Oh I yeah, we're talking about front no, row. Front row, but one to fifteen. It's not. We have. It's the most frustrating thing. We have. We have a good. We have good players. One to fifteen. I don't think I've been. You know, if you were to look at players and they're all playing in their best, I'd back them over Ireland. I'd yeah. back them over anyone in the Six Nations. Would you trade in many English players? You know, if all of the players were playing at their best, would you trade in many English players for? Not no. For not, their Welsh equivalents. Not when they're firing. No. You know, not when they're firing. I mean, Farrell is is exceptional, isn't he? Farrell and, and, uh, and probably Atoje. I'd well, say. Daly for me is 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 out absolutely incredible, and Noel, but um, but no, Noel at his best or North at his best? Come on. Well, I'm just so disappointed with North. I know but, we, we we both are, but yeah. North at his best is better than Noel at his best. I'd yeah, almost I, say I'd almost say Halfpenny at his best. I just or Liam a, at his he's best. He's such a good rugby. He's such a good rugby player. Noel, the more and more I watch him, but mm. yeah, no, it's, it's close. No, it but this is it. You know, England have built yeah. a very good team around picking players in form. On the vast majority, and and gelling a team out of them. But for me, they're still that's not, not what we're doing. Yeah, they're still they're still not a. They are they are a great side. Obviously, they keep on winning, aren't they? But none of the sides, everyone's beatable. Mm. We just, I mean, against Ireland, we've got to, everyone's got to win their individual battles, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Everyone's got to play to the very best of their ability, make it massively physical, and we can win this. I I actually feel we're going to win. Well, I was going to ask you about predictions then. Yeah. So go on, Dan. Let's have it. I think we're going to win by three. Wales to win by three. Okay. Big, big response. Massive response. Friday night, everyone sort of getting up for it. There's, I think we're gonna we're gonna have to do a real job on uh, on keeping the Irish uh, the Irish singing down because they mm. will come down early. They'll be pointing on the Guinness. The black stuff will be flowing, and um, they'll be they'll, they'll they'll be really fancy their chances, won't they? Yeah, they really will. But we it's an absolute must win game. We 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 just can't lose it. We can't lose it. Um, so for that. I'm going with a Welsh win. What about you? I'm going uh, Ireland by 10. Ireland by 10? I think they'll absolutely... They are coming into form. They've had their nose put out of joint with the the defeat to Scotland early on. I think they've got... You know, they pumped Italy, who were garbage, that we couldn't, you know, that we couldn't do much against. What do you think about the French game, though? Against France? I thought they were good. I thought France... You know, France are improving, but I I never really thought France were going to win that game. To be honest, yeah. And in tough weather conditions, I thought they played some pretty decent rugby. I think we're going to struggle at the set piece, particularly the scrum. And um, yeah, I, th- I think back rows are only real chance of of winning it. I, I think their their backs look like a much better unit. Our than back ours. row in attack and, and defence. Yeah, it's basically it's all like, it's all in these <laughs> three players like, and possibly yeah. Toby off the bench as well. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. So you know, for me, I I really do think that when Ireland turn up and they're feeling mean. They play rugby to another level, actually. They really do. When Ireland play, 
I remember going to that game two years ago when Wales played Ireland and beat them. And I looked at that then and thought, right, these two sides have got half a decent chance at the World Cup because they play to an intensity that England cannot play. And at that point, it was true. Mm. You know, and that and that showed during the during the World Cup. I mean, admittedly, Ireland and Wales only got as far as the quarters. But they on that occasion, they played a game of rugby that was so intense. And I think if Ireland turn up and do that, and you look at how much they've how far along they've come in these two years, I think I think I think we could be in for all kinds of trouble. I, I worry about our defensive line. You know, you look at North and Davis are, are not playing that well defensively. Yeah, I mean, our, our line speed, our line speed in that first half against Scotland was was the best. Yeah, it was well, terrific. The best yeah. I'd seen. And then I don't, I don't quite know what happened, as we've said many times, but. But you turn off like you do, you know, in that game against Scotland, we were still in it with 20 minutes to go, even though we hadn't turned up for 20 minutes. You turn off for 20 minutes against Ireland and they will absolutely pummel you. I think they're a physical side. They play a real intense brand of rugby. And if you give Murray and Sexton quick ball, or even, you know, even so, if you give them any time on the ball, they are going to, to yeah, cause they, you problems. They do. They grind They grind teams down, don't they? They sort of they, they keep going, keep going, keep going. But, yeah, I mean, Scotland, uh, you know, what Scotland got out wide, they've, they've, troubled, they've troubled everyone. I don't I don't quite see that, that threat from them out wide. Um, I, but the it, thing is with Scotland, they've got a great set of backs. So yeah. they will trouble people, you know, whether it's... Who played in that game? It's Seymour, Maitland and Hogg, right? Real... Exciting back three, and who, you know who's playing our back three? Halfpenny and North are in the worst form of their lives, so you, it's all on Liam Williams to do something. And even if, and that's if the ball gets to them. Yeah, I mean they've got to have they've got to have enormous games, isn't it? But it's, North can't he can't have as bad a game as he as he had. He's been he's been warned, wasn't mm. he? So, so, so oh right, yeah, I'm um, sure that was so hugely, probably nothing. Was I'm said. sure that was hugely scary for him. Um, you know, like, if you're going to warn a player. This is where things are going to turn, though. Right, if you want to play, don't pick him on bloody reputation, then. This is it, you know. If you don't think he's been performing, then don't put him in the side. I'm not having this he was good against Italy stuff, because he wasn't. He was all right against Italy. The fact that Howdy says we're given another chance. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's eight eight chances. You know, and I I really like George North. I rate him so highly as an athlete. I think he is a terrific player. And when he hits those, those levels... He's really, really hard to beat. But, and I hope I'm wrong. I hope he turns up and does it on Friday night. But it's hard to see. This George North does not look anything like the George North of 2013, does it? Yeah, well, he can, he can, yeah. No, he doesn't. And he can do when he's firing. But it's not, I know what you're saying. You're not having a personal, you're not having an attack at him. It's just, it can also help him, can't it? If somebody, somebody else comes in, mm. you pick up, you pick up your ideas. You, you know, you, not that you try hard, because I'm sure he is trying, even though it doesn't look like he's trying to us. But he obviously is. He doesn't want to go out there and have a bad game. But it's just something may switch from being dropped, whacking him on the bench, maybe whatever it may be, or out, of, you know, out of the squad altogether, giving someone else a go, and 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 who knows? And it can, if if we know if it's a close, but if it's a close shot, there's no comp, there's no competition, and exactly. um, we've we've got. I don't know. It's just everything. Everything's going to going to spiral, isn't it? From there? yeah, some of my fondest memories of watching Wales play have have centered around George North. You know that, um, in fact, against Ireland in 2012, we bumped. Oh. I can't remember who it was. He bumped possibly Sexton actually. Sexton wasn't he it? He bumped Sexton and then yeah. the little pass out the back of yeah. the hand. Yeah, it's gorgeous. That was. 
break against God, England in, in 2013. How good would it be to see that? That try for the Lions. Yeah. That's what I want to see. I want to see that George North again. Came in, didn't he? Came in looking for ball, looking, mm. looking for the ball. He's got, he's got to look for the ball. He uh, always plays. How many times has he touched the ball in Scotland? Three times. Exactly. That's not and the George North that I know. No, and he, he's so, he's so much better when he gets, when he gets involved. Isn't he? He's got more chances with the ball, but. We've got to work. We've got to work him in, and he's he's someone that's lacking confidence. Mm. They've got to, we've got to get him onto the ball early, whether it be you know whether it, whether it be him just taking it up, taking contact, just a few few touches, even if he's not doing anything fantastic, just to get his confidence up. Then mm. he'll start being more vocal, and you know what it's like. It, it'll all kick on from there, isn't it? But it's, he's somebody that can that can win this for us, and we've got to get him involved early. Okay. Right, we've uh, we've got kind of coming to the end of the the podcast this week. Then, few bits and few bits of bobs to kind of finish up on. Just before we get on to kind of transfer news and reviews and stuff, I wanted to ask you what your thoughts on Friday night games are. I, I'm not a fan of them at all. I mean, um, I've heard that we're going to be getting rid of them, aren't we, in the ne- over the next few years? Oh, I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I bloody hope that's the case. Yeah, I think so. Yes, it's it's not great, is it? I mean the we we miss out on um, probably a lot of bar takings, you know, in terms in terms of in terms of in terms of Wales itself. Yeah, um, it's not great for fans, is it? Travelling, having transports, to, garbage, taking a, taking a day off um, or half a day. It's just it needs to be a Saturday. It needs to be a Saturday. I actually don't like Sunday either. No, I don't. I mean, it's one of those where like, if it was Ireland Scotland on a Friday night, I'd always think, oh, cracking. Actually, I have a couple of beers after work. And watch that game, but if it's your own team, it's appalling for fans. Yeah, it's not great. It's Even if we're watching on telly, it's not the same because you look at it. You, you know what I mean? That wait when you wake up on a Saturday morning, you have that anticipation going, "Shit, this is match day." Yeah, you have your you have your breakfast. You read, you know, you read the yeah, papers or you go paper, online or whatever it may, you know, whatever stick it may. Your bet on whatever. Well, you, yeah, whatever, whatever it is. <laughs> but you, Pop a carling in the fridge. That's it. But you, um, you don't get that on a Friday night. No. I really, I just, I can't, I can't abide them. And I'm sure, you know, it's great for the TV audiences and growing that, but I, I hate the fact that it's Wales playing on a Friday night. I, I, can, I can kind of live with it if it's, you know, if it's Ireland, Scotland or, you know, England, Scotland or something like that. I'd be, okay, great, cracking, I'll, I'll do that. But when it's, when it's your own team, it's horrendous in not being on a You don't see England playing on a Friday night, do you? No, you don't. I, I don't know. I know Wales, ran, Wales Online ran a story this week about why Wales play on a... Friday night because it's always bloody us. Yeah. Has there been a Friday night game without us in it? I don't think there has. I don't think so. No, it's always us. So it was us and France and us and England and now us and Ireland. And just I don't know. Just it's hideous. It's, and again, it's it's point blank kind of treating fans with contempt. Yeah, well, a lot of fan, a lot of fans as well aren't in aren't in the position where they can they can take a day. You know, not everyone can take a day off, hmm. can they? Well, exactly. You know, we're we're looking at it going, okay, right. So we got to get back from from London to Wales. That's a pain in the ass, but you've got people from North. You know, if you're coming from North, North Wales, Wales or West, you, if you're coming from Westwood, Netflix, yeah. to Cardiff on a Friday night, and the, and the kickoff is at eight o'clock, it's almost like an assumption that everybody, everybody lives lives uh, lives thirty seconds from the yeah. ground. You know, exactly. It's just crazy, and you know, and even then, if you you know if you if you live and work in Cardiff, it could still be a ball lake to get to. Yeah, the, the, the whole thing for me, I just think, is, is treating fans with contempt. And that's the, that's the stuff I really do yeah. hate. Yeah. Saturday, well, you know, the Sunday one, you can just about 
live with. But I, again, I hate it when Wales play I don't on like, I don't like I the hate Sunday. it. Yeah, there's an, it's, it's a Saturday. It's always typically been Saturday, Saturday mm. game day. And there's just a lovely feeling, isn't there, when you wake up and you know it's game day. Mm. And um, I, I hope we don't, uh, we don't ever lose that. No, I hope so too. But yeah, again, this week we've had, uh, sorry, this year we've had what? One Sunday game, one Friday game, a. Uh, a late kickoff against England, which is the best. I love the the yeah. late kickoffs. And then what else have we got? So we've got uh, I don't know what time we play France. No, I'm not sure what time that is. No, can't remember. Probably Mid- should know that. Midnight. <laughs> Maybe, it to Maybe if it was midnight, I'd, I'd, I'd watch a game of rugby before you turned up down there. Anyway, right. Bit of transfer news. Obviously, there's only one real big transfer news this this week. You may have spotted former. Springbok fullback and Leicester yeah, fullback Zane Kirsten has turned yeah. up down at the Dragons yeah I'm asking you what That's you make of that Dan Killick I did not expect that I've got to be honest I was, I was kind of shocked when I saw that um, yeah sign of uh, sign of things to come do you think good possibly if I mean I know it's still a long way off being done but do you feel like this is kind of the the WAE takeover kind of starting to show, its, um, show you, itself. You wonder, don't you? We haven't seen anything like this, have we, in years and years and years and years. So it's um, a bit of a coincidence. Oh, to, yeah, to be fair, he's, he's 32 years old. He's probably in the twilight of his career. But would I yeah, rather but, have Zane Kirshner playing at 15 or Carl Meyer or Tom Pridey? I know he's coming to the end, but still, that's, you know, it's, it's, they've managed to, get him, mm. managed to get him to the Dragons. You know, it's, it's not going to be an attractive proposition, is it? Um, at the moment, so yeah, I think it it, it probably does. Mm. Uh, um, it probably is linked to the WRU involvement there. Well, yeah, we'll uh, we will see. Dan well, Carter, Dan <laughs> Carter, yeah, yeah, sure. Rumored. balls. <laughs> Dan Carter, Jesus. Yeah. There's a there's a thought. He wouldn't get in ahead of Nick McLeod anyway, would he? <laughs> you've um, you've been very diplomatic about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, no, no comment. Yeah, no, he certainly wouldn't. Right, reviews is it's kind of where we always finish. So again, if you, um, I know I bang on about this every week, but if you subscribe on iTunes, you drop us a review, you're helping out um, a pair of fans like us who are just trying to um, just trying to create a create a podcast. So it makes it much easier for people to find it if you uh, if you subscribe and you drop us a review. So a uh, quick shout out for Bread of Heaven eighty seven. Don't know, don't know who he is. No. Imagine or she. Or she. Imagine it's probably not the real name. I think it might just be an iTunes username. Um, but uh, yeah, really nice review from Bread of Heaven 87 that says, insightful coverage of all things Welsh rugby. The guys really seem to know their stuff, which is very incorrect. Um, a must listen for all proper fans of Welsh rugby. PS, love the coverage during the Six Nations. So that's very kind. So... Appreciate that a lot, and like we say every week, if you do drop us a review, um, we'll uh, we'll give you a shout out on air, and um, yeah, please, you know, tell your mates, tell them on Facebook, whatever it might be, because uh, yeah, it just uh, helps us to kind of keep going, and the listener numbers that we've seen are really, really encouraging. So yeah, if you like us, um, yeah, let us know. If you don't like us, let us know as well on Twitter at, um, at Attacking Scrum. I think Twitter's a You're looking better. at me then, does it act, yeah. Yeah, if you don't like Dan, let Dan know as well. No, I was going to say, I don't know what the, uh, I'd never come up with the yeah, at attack, I don't know what it is. Would you not? Well, I don't know what it is, no. No, no, you're not the greatest, um, you're a bit of a technophobe really, aren't you? Yeah, 
Chalk and Slate. Exactly, Chalk and Slate. Right, on that bombshell, thanks very much for listening. Uh, enjoy the game, and we'll catch up with you next week. Thanks for listening to Attack and Scrum. Podcast Network.